0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas LeHuang, and you're listening to the TL Podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Go.
1: I've got a, this, for this podcast, I've got a Penfolds Bin 311 Chardonnay.
2: Oh, I didn't
1: know we had to bring more than one bottle. You're
0: trying to right. redeem yourself? No, 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 no mate. What, what he's trying to say is the other bottle was just shit out. He had to
1: just go and try this one.
2: You're going to have to keep <laughs> us updated through the night, Cam, about the different bottles that you got going on.
1: Yeah, it's State of Origin night and podcast day, and we don't have to drive. So, Cam, uh,
0: All right. So do we have to decide who's going to win? I mean, do, do we
1: have to pick? I mean, it's going to be easy, right? Well, even the Penfolds only gets a 3.8 on Bobino. No, I'm so talking about,
0: work. I'm talking, no, 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 4.5, man, 4.4 is yours. You're going. No, I'm saying. And I'm talking 4. about the, blue, <laughs> the Blues versus the Maroon. Let, let's get into the thing now. Yeah, right. So, on. so any, anyone's going to bet that uh, the Maroon's going to win tonight?
1: Not a no tonight. chance.
0: Okay, so should we um, bet on the score? Are you going to bet the shit. Maroons are going to win? Hang on.
1: Are you going to bet the Maroons are going to win? No. Hey, it'll be 30 to 12. Look! Look oh. at who's
0: having Maroons' uh, colour
3: tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Meg? Yeah. yeah. Megan. <laughs> Bloody Willy Won- Maroon
2: or Wiseberry?
3: Willie Wonker <laughs> over there. This,
2: this was what I wore to work. I'll be changing it for
1: later. <laughs> Willie Wonker over there. Oh,
2: Baby, Cam. It'll be 30 to 12. Get really old, mate.
1: Yeah. To 12. Oh, you're getting a bit upset by it. I've worn you down. I've got you right where I want you.
2: Listen,
3: I'm a happy man. Italy not won the World close, Cup. Mate. Not, not even close. Blues are going oh. to win the. Uh, have won as well. We're good to go.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Euro, uh, I can't. I could not believe that bloody Belgium lost. Really? Oh. Now I'm no watching soccer. Mate, Make Belgium is Belgium is number one team in the world for the moment. Actually, number one team in the world in the last 13 years, by the way.
3: Obviously not. They didn't win the World Cup
2: champion.
1: I
3: yeah, know. but you know what you
1: can believe. England lost. You can believe that because they're
2: shot. <laughs> gotta win on the day. Doesn't matter if you're number one, you gotta win on the day.
1: That's what about right. Channel Seven coming out with that tweet? Did anyone see that? <gasps> yes, I did. did. Twenty seven three black channel- men yeah channel seven tweeted three black english players missed penalty goals that was the headline wow channel seven like in our
0: country yeah well what is Um, it what is it saying then what is it saying i thought we were past all that shit man uh no you see this is run
3: by a bunch of idiots
0: nothing changes
1: Nothing changes. So it, it, all that's happened is that was a slip up. So clearly that's the underlying culture, and that's probably the underlying culture at all of them or everywhere. But they were just they just had a, they had too many uh, Penfold Chardonnays and got on Twitter. But it shows what they're really thinking deep down, isn't it? But I, I, I'm embarrassed by it for that to come the Australian media. Unreal. Company, You're right, mate. Um, it's embarrassing. Well, there's no other word for it. So.
2: Are we going to get a group shot on Zoom before we forget? But I've got
0: a simple. Yeah, How a do you do a group time. shot?
2: I'll just take one with my phone.
0: Oh, oh, I see. I see. I see.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right let's do that.
0: So then.
2: everyone hold their glass up. What
1: let's a great a idea. What a great idea. I'll get in the light so you can see me.
2: Uh, please don't. Oh. <laughs>
1: you should hold your glass, Meg.
2: Oh, I'm trying to. All right. Multitask. Got it. Got it.
0: And you got should it. not
1: show your phone. all right you can screenshot zoom
2: tough crowd all right ready
1: what sort of laptop have you got i
2: don't know a laptop hp yeah i probably could screenshot it but
1: it's not a mac doesn't matter
2: no i don't know how to drive those things i tried it's above my it's above my skill level (laughs) i can't drive a boat either i don't have that like thing about which direction it needs to go
0: all right let's, let, let's get let's get into the 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 meat of the subject here now how are our sales reacting with covid for a second time we're busy we're
2: we've got
0: good.
1: so much inquiry it's ridiculous but i'd say i think um oh, the sales people are a microcosm of society i don't think uh, community gives a shit about this lockdown and sales have been the same we just keep working i think um if anything, the day before lockdown, that Friday, I was noticing inquiries starting to slip off and the day, as soon as I announced it, my phone started ringing off the hook. Obviously we sell in an area where everyone's moving from Sydney and we've noticed a pretty big spike coming from COVID of people getting out of the city. And it just when that was starting to peter out, Gladys, God bless her soul, and a big nose, decided to lock us down again. Um, and and buyer inquiry has been off the hook. So. Whereas last time everyone stopped for a bit of pause and, and didn't know where we were heading, I've just continued business as usual and haven't even mentioned the bloody lockdown and, and works continued the same. So I don't know. That's why I was asking Chris before how they're doing because they write they are right in the thick of it. Megs, we're probably a bit lucky, mate. We're yeah, we're the, we're the place everyone wants to be. So
2: absolutely, a lot of people. We're still getting a lot of buyers from Sydney that are wanting to come and inspect.
1: Yeah, um, a lot
2: say, actually, quite a lot.
1: I love the I'm in a no money, but I really want to look at your house. And when you say no, they get offended. I'm loving that at the moment.
2: Just say that again because you just dropped out for a second.
1: I said, I'm loving the I'm in a hot spot. I've got no money, but I really want to come and look at your house. And I'm going to get offended when you say no. I'm loving that conversation at the moment with buyers. It's, <laughs> it's uh, sensational.
3: I think. Uh, it's, you guys are a little bit insulated being being on the coast, but being in Bankstown, we're really really feeling the sort of the, the vibe of uh, the lockdown at the moment. Um,
2: so has it slowed for you then?
3: Yeah, considerably. We're not, we're not insulated, mate. We're getting dragged into all your shit. Ten yeah,
2: cases but-
1: in Bankstown and fucking Gorakin gets shut down. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
3: That, yep. you, we, have don't have, to speak. we
2: don't have the cops parading on our bloody shopping street. Yeah, yeah I was like going to say, uh, you don't
3: That's have the police. You don't have police. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one hundred, two hundred extra coppers in your area are, uh, enforcing COVID laws. We're getting a lot of a lot of pushback from um, from our owners, wanting uh, like from buyers and owners and people looking at selling in the future not wanting to get caught out doing the wrong thing, having people in their home and so forth. So
1: so what's the mindset of your team though? So last your lockdown, team, we were all so, doing this last lockdown, right? So there was a bit of panic from everyone. There was a bit of need to close the office. We need to do this. We need to do that. How's it?
3: How's it? So we're, we're, we're in the office, closed door policy, masks on, sanitize, check in, all that sort of stuff. So we're following procedure. We're all on it within the office. Um, Probably the
1: less panic, more panic, same panic.
3: Yeah, no, way less, way, way less. I think we learnt uh, we learnt very, very well from the, the the first from from last year, this time last year, we we learned a lot. Um and we understand that we are sort of the the the, the tempo of the office. When I say we, Rob and myself, the the owner and the the sales manager, we're 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 leading the team forward in and wanting to do what we just, just do, what we need to do. Um, and what we always do is contact the customers. We're there. If you're ready, we're ready. If you're not ready, we'll be ready when you're ready. So you, to speak. Are
0: you still working your salespeople from the office? Yes. Okay. What about you, Meg?
2: We've got a mixture of both. We've got some from home and some from the office. Okay.
0: So what is it, 50 50 or more at home?
2: Um, at the moment, it's probably 50 50. To begin with, like when we first went into lockdown, we just had skeleton in the office, so we had probably three or four in each of our offices, and everyone else was from home. But um, over time, we've just sort of allowed, you know, people that want to come back in that maybe working from home didn't really work for them. Um, we've just brought them back into the office, you know, yeah. masks on, sanitise all the all the normal stuff, um, and yeah, it's working really, really well.
0: Yeah. You, 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 What about your level of uh, listing? How, how is it going there?
2: Yeah, we're right on track. We're actually, we're listing probably like normally we would see June and July probably um, quieter months for listing, but it's yeah, we're on. I think as of yesterday, we're on twenty eight listings between the two offices for the month so far. So they're right on track with where they need to be. Wow, just, that's amazing. Like, we, we had a few people wow. that wanted to cancel their appointments but on the flip side to that we had people ringing us saying well if any time's the time to get it on now's the time and we're our inquiry level has just it's gone nuts like over like from you know six or seven o'clock at night till six or seven o'clock the next morning we're probably seeing anywhere between 30 and 50 inquiries come through our system so it's just it's huge
1: I was talking to T.O. yesterday and I said, oh, look, I've probably sent 100 inquiries through to one of the agents and then I got in my emails and actually had a look and it was well over 250. So I wasn't even close. But just to – I mean, Chris, because I go down to Hornsby, um, I'm a little bit less insulated than maybe the Central Coast is. And the one thing I would say is people – the big difference this time is I I remember the first week of March last year, Last year, as when they announced the lockdown, and we didn't sell a house for seven weeks, because not just buyers disappeared, but sellers disappeared. Yep. Um, we're still listing houses and selling houses, even up on on the Upper North Shore, mate, every day. So, what we've got to be careful on, and I think that's probably the, the good way to steer this podcast is our mindset that no one wants to sell and no one wants to buy. I know, mate. I know it's different to having two hundred cops walking down the street. I get that. So it would be different. There would be some cancellations, and we're seeing some cancellations. But I'm seeing way more cancellations on the coast actually than I'm seeing on the Upper North Shore. Yeah. Um, people will still sell, and at the, and the the great thing to tell your your clients is last time all the buyers got off because the Commonwealth Bank was dumb enough to come out and say the market was going to crash by thirty three percent, so they all stopped buying, and now they've all lost half a million dollars because that's how much the market's jumped, right? So yeah. that's why inquiries kicked off again, Meg. Because I know, well, they're thinking there's going to be. Um, It's it's about having confidence. It's keeping their head to the fact that, hang on, we need to actually now call more people than we've ever called before.
2: Yeah. Sorry. um, I was listening to one of our guys today and he was down on the phones and calling through people, and, and the energy that he had through that phone was amazing. He was chatting to them about the market, he was chatting to them about. You know, is there anything I can help you with? Do you need anything from shops? Do you need toilet paper? And just making a bit of fun out of it. And um, it was it was a really nice thing to feel because for the last two and a half weeks, it has felt, you know, especially the first week or two, because we did have very minimal staff in the office. It was very quiet and it, it was great because there was a lot less interruptions and we got a lot a lot of work done and a lot of changes happened even within the office that we, we've never done before. But because we just had less people there, we're like, yep, let's just do it. But having a bit of a vibe back in the sales hive, it felt really, really good. And just hearing how they were talking to people, it made a difference. And you could feel even the energy coming back through the phone from the people and the positivity that was there. But it's about educating the people. Like if they're sitting there all day watching the news, you know, they are going to be scared. They are going to cancel your listing appointment. They are going to think the sky is falling. But if you're telling them that, you know, we are able to come into your home and a listing appointment, we are able to come through and bring buyers through your home, um, in groups of one only, and we do have procedures in place to keep you safe, then, you know, people people vibe off that. You know, they hear the media, they hear what we, we say and um, they roll with it. I think it's, it's everyone's got their own personal circumstances. We've had people that say, look, I've got a new baby so we don't want anyone to come through or we've got someone who lives here who's, you know, got cancer or who is um, unwell, that's fine. Personal circumstances are still going to apply. But from from what we've seen, most people on the coast are still pretty like yeah, pretty chilled about it. All
0: right. Well, I so think, well, I think so. So what happens now? Because they, they decided for another two weeks. All... So so the same thing, mate. Are they, are they looking I at uh, making we it worse? To... What, if, what if they're making it worse? What, what are we, we guys thinking about uh, our teams? What do we do with our team? This, this could last
1: two weeks, another four weeks? I think um, the lesson to learn from last time, which I learned today was if conversations need to be had, have them in advance so that we just talked about in the book about if you are aware or you investigate all the worst possibilities or the possibilities, when the possibilities happen, they won't be as big a shock to your system, right? So we had to have a conversation today with one of our teams about what the, what it might look like if restrictions get tighter. Okay. Now last lockdown, we didn't have that conversation. We pretended everything was okay. Everything's going to be, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay until the minute everything wasn't, going to be okay and then we had to reduce hours and we had to do all those things and it was one of it was a horrible day I think I spoke to Meg on that day after that day yeah Um, you know and 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 obviously you know being around different people in different time and and learning from step one you have that conversation a month early where look everything's okay at the moment nothing was to happen this is what it's going to look like for you the reaction was much more, di- it was much different. And then the guys got straight back on the phones and went straight back to work because it is, is visual.
2: There was a much bigger fear factor massive... last time because it was the unknown. Whereas this time it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a calmer approach. People have been there. People have seen it. Yes. There's still a, there's still a fear there. I I don't disagree with that, but um, it's, you know, I think from a real estate perspective, last time there was a lot of talk, especially in the media that, you know, the market's going to crash and the sky's falling and everything's horrible. And um, we were even looking at numbers that were so ridiculously low of what our projections would be between March and September that we were literally projecting, I think, you know, two sales per month, which is like (laughs) it's unheard of for a team of our size. Um, But now you look at it and you go, well, we know that, we know what happened last time. We know inquiry went up. We know that people had more money to spend because they weren't able to go anywhere else. They weren't able to do anything else with their money. And so, you know, we know lending's quite fluent at the moment. We know that the banks are lending. We know interest rates are low. We know that people want to spend their money because they, they can't do much else with it. Um, and so people are looking at, I don't like living in the house that I live in. I want to go somewhere else. I want to do something different. and And the indication is for us, the inquiry level like it's it's literally gone through the roof since the 26th of June or when, whenever it was that we got announced in that lockdown um, and so for me there's a confidence there that it's going to be okay there's no need to stress about it there's people that are still selling there's people that are still buying there's lots of people that want to buy it's about how we talk with those people how we qualify those people how we make sure that those people are aware of the situation and what it looks like for them to buy in this market and then just getting on with our job. There's
0: no awesome. need. Okay, so, no, so, so you. you guys are in areas that are different. What advice would you give someone like Chris? where the Wex conversation Dando, early. 100 police now have come into yeah. the streets,
1: and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Have the conversation early. So the advice is, and I was just about to say to Meg, it's all well and good. We know the inquiries up, but you've got some staff that went through it last year and you've got a lot of new staff who didn't go through it last year. So the new staff a little bit oblivious to what the potential is. The old staff probably a little bit scarred from the panic that went on last time. So this time around and learning in hindsight, we have that conversation early. We say, look, this is what it looks like if this happens. This is what it looks like if that happens. Yeah, there's scenario A, B, and C, Now, obviously number A and what we're all hoping for is this business as usual and nothing changes. Scenario B is, um, some things do change and if hours are reduced, this is what the government's doing, this is what we're able to do as a business and scenario C or D or E, however far down the list is, worst case, um, yeah, might be a situation of leave without pay, but you have that conversation now rather than waiting till panic sets in. And I, I guess, Chris, you got a fairly new team, yeah? Yeah. Who weren't, who weren't there last time. Yeah. Megs, you got a list. Of, you got a, a bunch of people who were there last time and weren't there last time. So,
2: yeah, I think the people that were there last time have have learnt from one what happened and two the mistakes either that we made or they made in their own minds. Um, and all of them are, are very calm about it. You know, there's yeah. not really any concerns, any questions. It's it's very much just life goes on as usual. It's just that their bum is not in the office. Their bum might be on a different seat for a little while. That's literally the only difference for those people. For the new people, they're relying on us to give them that direction. So we're just, you know, keeping them positive, letting them know what what they need to do. Um, Basically just keep going as they were prior to COVID, but maybe the conversation with the people is a little bit different. And I think the advice I'd give to Chris, um, given where he is at the moment, would just be to give confidence to the people that you're talking with that you've got processes in place that are compliant with the COVID rules at the moment, they're compliant with what the government have rolled out. Um, We're very much in line with what is allowed in the real estate industry. Yes, we are able to come into your home and list your property, or we can do it via FaceTime, we can do it via Zoom, we can do it via, you know. there's lots of methods that you can use. You can get them to film their own home and send it to you. You have a look at it, you do the pricing, you then do a a presentation over the phone. Um, In terms of properties that are already listed, it's about your screening process for the buyers that are coming through. So we've got three questions that we send to every buyer. Um, one is, you know, do they have any symptoms? Are they waiting on a COVID test? Have they been overseas? Um, the next one is, no, sorry. The next one is, are they waiting on a COVID test? And the, and the third one is, have they been to any of the hotspots that are currently marked on you know, the New South Wales uh, website? So if they answer yes to any of those questions, then we won't allow them through at home. It's as simple as that.
3: I'll work uh, in a hotspot.
1: Yeah. I think, look, I think I think the way Meg's talking about it is very, we're going from panic to overly positive. I really believe you've still got to make your staff aware of what could the worst case scenario could look like for them while remaining positive. So it is business as usual, and it's not business as usual for you, Crusoe, but there are, as Meg said, all those all those lines that Meg said can be used. All right. And you've got to do your best. But you've also got to make the staff aware, aware, not scared, right? Aware and not scared. This is what it could look like. At the moment, business as usual, guys. And as long as it's business as usual, we're all rocking and rolling and we're all doing whatever. But without by hiding from the fact that it could turn bad. When it, if it does turn bad, that shock is huge rather than um, somewhat muted. And your chances of keeping the staff then, if, you gotta, if we've got to, if we're in a situation where staff have to have a couple of weeks off, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. And this is one of the big lessons I've learned from last time. If they know about it, that it's an, at least a possibility, an unlikely possibility, but a possibility. And the shock when it if it does happen is greatly lessened to yeah. turning yeah. up one day to the office and going right, oh guys, you're on seventy five, you're on twenty five percent of what you were formerly getting paid. And
3: Absolutely, mate. There's nothing
1: we can do about it. So everything Meg said is right, but we left out the bit where we still need, and we just we just read two months on being aware of what all the possibilities are. So
2: yeah, yeah, and and we've prepped our staff for that as well. You know, there's as leave available to them if they you know don't feel safe. <laughs> If they want to have time off due to the market or whatever, um, that's definitely available to them and they're aware of that too. But I suppose there's two aspects to it one is the staff, and one is, is your community. Um, your staff's probably easier to control than your community because your staff are around you. You've still got them in the office. You can control their headspace, you can control what you need them doing in a day. Um, it's probably less. That little is bit- the most
1: important bit at the moment. Your staff is the most important bit. The community is going to be there at the end of the day, they're going to be there. If they're not there now, they're going to be there at the end. But if you don't have a team to move forward with, and if you Chris, are so your staff are seeing two hundred cops walk down the street too. So what are they thinking? You know, where are they at in their heads? And that's that's the most important role you've got to play now. And, so, and you've come, you've lived through it, mate. You go. None of us have been through a pandemic, right? So none of us have lived through it. So none of us could say we come out the other side now. All four of us sitting here get to say, we come out the other side once, we can do it again. However, these are what the situations might look like in the near future.
3: Yeah. Have you had so, any
1: sort of conversation with them regarding...
3: Yeah, absolutely, mate. And that, that's what we're sort of the uh, message we're imparting to our our staff members. We want them to know that this is an opportunity for them to build stronger relationships with our owners. Um, those of who may be looking at selling within, you know, three months, six months, 12 months, two years, whatever it may be, this is a good time to sort of be strengthening those relationships and speaking to them and, and understanding that we have to do things differently, whether it's today or tomorrow. Number one. Number two is telling our uh, our, our staff that this is just a, a different of way of doing what we're doing now. We, we have to to our listing presentations differently we have to connect differently we have to show differently even we've got three auction programs booked into our our system and it's all by booking people in at 15 minute increments and only one family member at a time showing them through so things are different it doesn't mean it's wrong it's just different we need to become accustomed to that
2: yeah and it's just about being confident about that difference that's yeah, That's the, the staff
3: will emulate,
1: the staff will mirror your, what you're yeah. saying, confidence or lack of confidence in what you're saying. So if you're talking to the team um, and you're not convinced of what you're saying, then don't expect them to be convinced of
3: it either. So, absolutely, mate. absolutely. Um, and, they, and, they, and even to the stage where I'm talking to, to external providers about how can we connect with people a little bit different than we already have. Um, making that point of difference from our competition to say that, you know, on the other side of this, that, you know, if you're not ready to sell now and you want to wait till this is over, we need to be the agent you speak to. What's the point of difference we're going to make now?
1: We're talking about lots of lines, though, to do with getting listing appointments. Thomas's question is about what are we doing with our staff? Uh, We know the lines. We know, and um, I mean, to my point, We've had cancellations, but because we've got 696,000 appointments booked, a couple of cancellations don't matter. So uh, 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 we still got the staff in a mindset where they're doing their numbers or we still doing... Yeah, it might be harder to find one that'll still have us out, but they're there. And, and, and I know people coming from your area want to come to our area. So that's Thomas's question was, what are we doing with our staff? Not what lines are we telling the people on the phone? No, so, staff.
3: With with, with with the staff, we're we're still keeping them saying, look, it's a natural sort of protection, uh, you know, uh, ideal of, you know, don't have anyone into your home and so forth. So we're saying that our, our, our staff members keep on it, the owners connect with them, understand that, you know, they want to protect their family themselves from what's happening in this program, um, you know, within the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, hopefully we'll move beyond this. And, and then we can um, come out and see you. Mm. Well, see
1: ya. you sitting back, taking it all in. He's still taking it all in.
0: So, what are we going to do, Chris?
3: In in you, what regard? You
0: said on Monday, you're on the train. So, I'm saying. Management, what are we going to do? I
1: miss that entire question.
0: On Monday, you want training for management. What kind of training do you want for management?
3: For management, for the team. Management. For management, I want. To, I want training from. Uh, for management, I want to say, are we, okay? Are we doing the right thing? How can we doing it better? Um, is there somewhere where we can improve our own mindset um, that will be a reflection on the team? Okay. So uh,
0: what did you get out of Meg?
3: Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, mate. I'm lost.
0: Meg gave you a very good line. Cam, I don't care because there's nothing. But Meg oh. gave you a very good line. <laughs> So what would be the line that Meg said?
3: Can't tell you, Mike.
0: Okay, all right. What about the line that Cam said? Okay, so this this is, I think, if if we can do the, the training together, there's no problem in management, but Meg said already, you have to have belief in the way that you portray your messages, either to the public or to the team. In the way that you talk to the public, you have so much convictions about what you're doing that there's no problem for them, that you got all these ways of doing it right. There's no problem. Cam says what you have to do is to do it ahead of time. You you don't do things last minute. What else do you want to do? And I think that that's what it is. We we are looking for solutions out there. They're not out there. The stoic says already it's in here. They gave us two lines. It's a two line that we have to now live 24-7.
3: Yeah.
2: Have you got a lot of inquiry coming through, like email inquiry, phone inquiry, stuff like that?
3: For the stock we've got on the market? Is that what you're asking?
2: Like ha- has your inquiry gone up or down?
3: For the stock we're selling? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not a lot. Of, no, it's gone down.
0: But I wouldn't care about the stock going down, the, the calls going down. What about this, getting the stock right now? Because most of your position, they are probably waiting for lockdown to be removed. But let me tell you this, Mr. Owner, what happened the last lockdown? What happened to the market after that? You probably sat there thinking to yourself, oh, man, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. And you probably said to yourself afterwards, I missed the boat. This is why now you're talking to me. So what do you want to do this time? Miss the boat again? Because we've got ways to keep you secure, which is what makes it. We've got ways to keep the buy secure. We've got the entire procedures to make sure that the entire process is safe.
1: Mate, this is the time to go for stock. Yeah. This the is the time. Is, Sorry, mate. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And you're getting passionate about it. You touched on in, in earlier when we are talking about Chris O'Byrne and Romantic, right? So emotional guy. You show your emotions, Christo. Right now, when you look, even though it's through the computer, do you believe that it's going to be okay? Because it doesn't look like it, right? So when we talk about conviction and we talk about instilling that belief in the team, you actually have to believe before any of it. You're not a guy who can fake it, right? You're not a guy who can put on a show So in a way that... You're an auctioneer and you're a bloody good auctioneer, so of course you can put on a show, but... To your staff, man, if you don't believe what's been said, then you can't possibly portray that to your what, team.
2: What's your fear at the moment, Chris? Good question, Megsy.
3: Uh, uh, my fear is just that the, the stock is the, just the lack of listings.
1: But you've been through it 18 months ago, brother. And what happened?
3: Same, same scenario.
1: Right. And what happened at the other side of it?
3: Everyone wanted to list.
1: Right. So I don't know. That's where the belief has got to come from. Mate. We've been through this before. And, your team and, are looking for a soldier who's already fought a war, right? So all the leaders of World War II fought in World War One.
3: So th- this is the this is the uh, message that I'm giving my team well, is. Well, we know what
1: this looks like, but your face isn't showing that message. You got to
3: believe it. Okay. the The message I'm giving my team is is exactly that: is to to stay in contact with your owners to, to move through this lockdown. On the other side of it, is is the is the time to get listed. I get it,
1: but do you believe it?
3: Yeah, of course I do.
1: I get that you're saying that, but but saying that, are you saying it in a way that is believed? Because you're,
3: I'm not well, believing I, it. Well, I don't I, believe I, it. I can only say it to my customers. Obviously, my team can say it to their customers and so forth. You know, and they're, no, and you can it say it to your team. We're not
1: talking about customers. But, That's the but, thing. The conversation keeps going back to customers. For now, sorry, any of our customers are listening. Yes, I do believe it. Don't care about the customers. I well. do believe team. it.
3: I do believe it.
1: So, are you instilling that in your fucking team, mate? Because I'm not, oh. if I was your staff member and you were saying to me, just tell them this and just tell them that, I wouldn't fucking believe you. There's 200 cops just walk past the door. Make me believe, Crusoe. That's the point. You've got to have... If you don't believe it, then every... Like, if, if you don't believe it, then your team's doomed anyway. If you do believe it, you've got to convey it in a way that they believe it. Okay?
0: Mate, 200 cops walk past our office, but I'd say we protect it. Yeah.
1: Oh, mate, it's banks down. 200 <laughs> cops walk past the door every frigging day. <laughs> All right? The only difference is this time they're not looking for a WRX. This is the opportunity to
0: sell the police a property. I mean, I'm trying to help the police get rich. Now, so I think this is, this is why it's starts for management. They always say the line is simple. The fish rocks and then that's whatever. Yeah. yeah. So From that's that whatever we have to do, deal with first. Okay. All right. What else is new? What
1: else is new, guys? I want to talk. Can I talk? This is going to be controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I've been hanging on
0: to this.
1: I've been hanging on to this for four weeks since we did the last podcast, and that was pre lockdown and everything. So we're going to put COVID to a side for a second. We talked about Channel 7 talking about black people missing penalty goals and how wrong that was. Listen, and I, I can get away with this now because we have Meg's on our panel. Why? Why are female agents selling themselves as the number one female agent when no male walks around going, I'm the number one male agent in an area? When did real estate become a gender divide? And why is that something to hang your hat on? Aren't we hanging our hat on being the number one agent or being the best agent? But all of a sudden, I've gone to listing appointments and I'm sitting across and seeing flyers, I'm the number one agent, female agent in this area. What's the point of being the number one female if you're 20th on the list? And when did real estate become a gender sport, not don't you want the best agent, not the best agent of a specific gender? There's more than one doing it. Yeah. I I don't understand it. Um, And I think it takes the uh, feminist cause back 150 years.
2: Yeah, so there's probably two sides to that. One is... Real estate agents will find whatever stat they need to promote. So they will say, "I've got the suburb record. I've got the street record. I've got the four-bedroom record. I've got the three-bedroom record. I've got the this month record." They will find whatever it is that they need to promote yep. to make themselves look good, which is fine. That's yeah, okay. But a
1: records, a records, a record.
2: Yep. So moving to the, what you're talking about, female, male. I've I have um, copped a little bit of flack over this on my, you know, some comments that I've made in the past about the female and male divide. And I've I've never been one to really promote the whole women this or women that because, for me, I've never felt as a female that I was less than a male. I've never, ever felt that way. And so, for me, it doesn't matter. If you are a female or you are a male, you have the same opportunity, you have the same right to do the same results or do the same work or get the same status. Um, Yes. I, d- I don't believe that it should be gender specific at all.
1: Hundred uh, percent. I have to. And you I, I know there's
2: people that disagree with that because they say, look, you know, women get have got paid less because of this, or women have, you know. And I'm not saying that that's not has not happened in the past. In real estate, you don't is. get paid. No. No, Very, but you don't. As a female or a male, you we're get in real estate, same. bro.
1: We're in real estate. Three percent is three percent, right? Yeah. Or if you have certain agents, one percent is one percent. Right. It doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is. It doesn't matter the gender. And I think I don't care if I'm coming up against it point of view because it's so easy to shut down. It's not even funny. I worry about the people doing it. Like, where's your... Where's That's not
2: your problem, problem, though. That's their problem. No,
1: but we're here to talk about humanity as a whole.
2: Yeah, Where are but we I at? Think,
1: I, think, I think that there's
0: one thing to be the best agent in the area. I think that to be the best female agent, it's one step higher, man. How? Because the, the, the male male agent is XY chromosomes, where the uh, female agent is X. <laughs> what are you
1: talking about? And, if there's and, one female agent in an area, you're the number one female agent. <laughs> you, you're that, that. Any female agent can come into carry-on right now and be the number one female agent because there aren't any, right? So I sold so, one house in 12 months. I'm the number one. Don't you think that's a con on the vendor? We talk about doing the best thing for our vendors, right? Don't you think that's a con? on the person who goes, Oh shit, must be good, until you find out that in one suburb there's eighty-six agents and the number one female's rank number forty seven. Like what are we it's a con. Con, yeah, but per-
2: con. perception is reality cam. So con. people go, oh no, they see number one. That's what they see in the marketing. So they why don't they write one? that? Hmm?
1: So
0: Even the feminist pulls so, back so, hundred years. So what are you saying, Meg? That more sellers are so stupid that they're only looking at number one?
2: No, I'm saying that the, the people that are promoting themselves not even to do with gender. It could be it could be that you know it's the record street or the record four bedroom or the record whatever. People will use a stat that they need to use to elevate themselves. It doesn't matter whether it's gender or anything like that. That people are always that if you want to find yeah, but it's
1: moronic said, because I came up against it. The, the fly sitting there, I just spoke to this girl and she says she's the number one female agent in the area. And I said, yeah, what about the other 20 agents that are above her that aren't so female? She said, So don't worry about oh, it then. What's, what's the problem? It's, it's, no, I don't worry. I worry from a, what are we, we're turning real estate into a gender divide. I want humanity, I want equal rights, Meg. Until, you, until wait, people want to, until wait, you want to.
2: We on this screen aren't though. Someone else maybe, but we aren't. Until you bloody open
1: when a jar of salsa, opened it's all about equal rights, right? So <laughs> no, you just grab yeah.
2: you just grab the little pink thing that just spins it for you.
1: And- <laughs> and the last time Donald Trump well, tried to grab the, the to little the pink thing, thing, thing and it went pear shaped for him. So. <laughs> look,
2: look. No, I'm not attacking you-, you,
1: Meg. I'm not attacking you. I'm, no, I'm I talk- I want to talk about it as a whole, just because we all agree. I'm trying to think of what is it. A-
2: I'm not taking it as an attack. What I'm what are saying doing is here for the people that are doing that, good on them. Like, bravo, good luck. Hopefully it works.
1: You know what oh. I think's a better achievement? We got a female agent now network who came, I believe, number four in all of was it either New South Wales or Australia for sales. Yeah. That is a fucking huge achievement. Not because she's a girl, because she's a number four fucking agent in the in the in the world, in the yeah. motherfucking world,
3: right? Yeah, but was I, that was that number four on the agent or number four, a female agent? No, no, that was the
1: agent. I think agent, agent, full stop. Okay, there's something you can hang your hat on, absolutely. Right? That, can... there's something you can hang out. I love it. Look, I love it. I, I hope this podcast doesn't go out to anyone because it's that easy to overcome that I'll list everything in that suburb without a worry in the world. <laughs> and keep doing it. Keep, I just I worry about that. We're, we're all, but, of a sudden. but uh, worry uh, about...
2: what's your question then? What was your question about? It
0: wasn't Meg a question. Him. It's something I'm like Megan, they like... hurting him. He's, he's no hurt. they're not.
1: He he's, No, I use that I used that uh, flyer. fly, I used the number one female agent to rest on while I was filling out an agency agreement. It was perfect. I don't care for, but I, I worry about are we turning why is real estate going down gender lines? I don't give a shit. like I don't give a shit. It makes my job easier, but we're better than that. It's not about me, it's about the world as a whole. No, no, you're better than that.
0: Phone. But that person is using it because that allows that person to edify themselves.
2: That's all. They're no, just using true. a stat to promote themselves. It's no different to what every other real estate agent does. She's just using agenda to do it. That's all it is.
3: Record for the street, record for the complex, record for the suburb, whatever it may be. Yep.
2: Like
0: I'm the only. Yeah, but record but is number one. I
2: agree with
1: that. A record happening. is a record. <laughs> I'm the number one male agent In 97 Langford Drive Karen. I can guarantee it Good.
3: am well going to use it to you morons oh, Record number 41 year old agent that sold In that street at that date For that time
1: Yeah I've dug deep before Don't worry I'm like the number Record for a three bedroom house without a garage I've dug deep <laughs> <laughs> worry. Record is number one There <laughs> can't be anyone above you Saying yeah. I'm the number one of my sex type, we have
0: a don't, I don't think ridiculous. Any, Podcast I don't think any, in any industry
2: should be gender specific. No industry should be. It should no, be. not it, it just is what it is. No,
0: it but especially when one my ears, some of us most powerful. Listen, no? that person will use whatever that person thinks can work for that person. Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, for me, worry about the people falling for it. That's not you. Then they're stupid. Yeah, that's That's it. And you can't rescue stupidity, mate. No, I won't. Okay, so there there is, listen, there's a lot of medication in the world for everything, but there is no recipe against
1: stupidity. So it doesn't matter. Let's speak about stupidity. One day we got nobody in the hospital. Oh, one person. (laughs) we got one person in the fucking hospital the exact same amount of people who've chopped themselves with an axe in the last fucking month. (laughs) The next day, we've got 37 people in the hospital. No-one's seen any of them. And all of a sudden, this disease that no-one under fucking 174 could catch is now being caught by 15-year-olds who don't exist. How fucking stupid are we? All right? Get a a vaccine. Four out of the five people who caught the virus in the aged care home were vaccinated, but that one person wasn't vaccinated. Oh, uh, get vaccinated because the vaccination won't stop you getting it or stop you giving it to people, but it will allow you to
0: travel Hi. to Queensland.
1: How are you, brother? You good? Hey, John. How are you doing, mate?
2: Chris and Cam. The guys are
1: probably happy for you because you just cut me off mid-rant, which is probably great for the world.
3: All we right. need more Jordans in our life.
2: days. How
1: stupid are we? We're all uh, anyway. Anyway, mate, uh, we, we can't this is this is the thing. You want to complain, brother? Yeah, um, you good. keep telling me go down to Canberra. I can't go to Canberra, mate, because I can't drive ten fucking kilometers without getting in trouble. Right? <laughs> We're using our platform for the greater good. You keep saying you want to win, but you're not doing anything about it. What else can I do? What else can I do? I kept my office shut out of bloody um, going out in solitude with the barber who's beside me. I can go to 16 houses a day, but I can't get a friggin' haircut because the poor barber beside my office has <laughs> been shut for three weeks. He's got to be shut for another two. right? But I can go to 18 people's houses a day. I went to a listing appointment at the house of a bloke who works at the treatment plant where they found COVID. But that's okay, but I can't get a fucking haircut. How dumb are we? Now, if I want to run a pole up the flag, uh, flag up the pole at Canberra, I can't do it because I can't drive far enough. 50,000 people in Queensland, and that's okay. And the day after the state of origin, Comrade Palaszczuk is going to shut the whole fucking thing down. They'll be back in lockdown Queensland, but they've got their state of origin. So it's okay. My 10-year-old can't play footy, but I can go to 19 fucking houses a day. It's okay. All makes sense to me. And as long as I get the vaccine, that doesn't stop me getting the disease or giving the disease. It's all okay.
3: Fuck. Very well said, mate.
0: Just so that the police knows, it's Cameron Wilson, Langford Drive.
1: Cameron Wilson, carry on. on, Kalani Fuck
3: Fucking... Right. He's also in the shit with his wife, just to let you know. <laughs> and can't we fish.
0: Need, can't we need fish. to rework our paperwork. Should one of us go to jail, the other one's got the share? of the <laughs> <living>? ah, <laughs> fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking morons, mate. <laughs>
1: All of a sudden, <laughs> COVID. Like fucking dog shit they do. Show me big nose. We've got the comrade, the big nose, and fucking Chairman Dan down there with his back injury. Mark McGowan's going good. He shut the whole of Western Australia off because someone sneezed. That's good for the country. (laughs) Fuck me dead. All right. Listen, it's
0: been a great session. We've done a lot today. (laughs) So maybe let's let's give it to that. All right. (laughs)
3: At least I don't have to drive home.
0: We can talk a little bit more after I put a stop to this before we get arrested. <laughs> because nobody knows. You're in one room. I'm in the room next door. Don't tell me <laughs> I'm not doing anything, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me I win you, don't do anything, I'll stand up. I don't for the think people. I don't think you're doing yeah.
0: anything. I don't think you're doing anything. <laughs> I think you should go down to camera with a banner. And and I no mate. This is what you didn't do doing yeah, no, something same. because they're gonna arrest you, right? Yeah, you're, you're big enough, but you can oh. go on oh. Jesus oh.
1: Christ. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, seriously,
1: not only did you rest. not cover the mic,
3: he went into it. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to cover it, Meg. <laughs> what are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> Oh God!
1: Thomas, I, I will happily so, go down to Canberra tomorrow as long as those sixteen fucking listing appointments we've got don't matter, mate. I'm good. I'm down there. I'll pick you up I'm, on the way listen, down, I'm, brother.
0: I'm I'm cool with losing those sixteen because I think that the publicity you're gonna do, we're gonna list in Taiki, Loni, brother. So why don't you just sacrifice yourself? I will. You're big enough. They put you in jail. You can fast. And uh, actually, just, that's what you should do hunger strike, mate. So they put you in <laughs> <and it's> jail, just... <laughs> so you will achieve your dream. The, the nation will achieve its goal, yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: but... it's a win win. That's it, mate. That's a <laughs> survivor starts this weekend, mate. I didn't get on again. That's my ultimate weight plan is to go on Survivor. But now, seriously. Oh, well, it's been good uh, talking to you
0: guys. I think I miss, uh, I miss that. I think that out of uh, all of this stuff with COVID, it is the interaction. And human beings, we are made for interaction. It's, it's nice to try and do this kind of Zoom the way we're doing it, but
1: seriously, it can't beat what we do normally in the room. Did you know you can still go to JB Hi-Fi, but you can't go to a fucking optometrist? Did you know that? Did you Maybe. know you can go to JB Hi-Fi, but you can't go to an optometrist? My mum's got cataracts on her fucking eyes. Can't do a thing about it, but she can buy a big screen TV that she can't fucking okay, see anywhere. So she can't see the this. television. going to have to shut she it down. Can't see, see the you guys.
0: television. <laughs> Talk soon.
3: Oh, you're gold, Kim. You're gold. Fucking you know, hell, man. you're
0: crazy, dude. You're crazy. Fucking hell. hell guys. <laughs> oh, Let's get a few mixing tools. Send the link.
2: <laughs> send us the link with your shitty internet, yeah? <laughs>